Hello and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. We don't have anything to talk we about. We have to talk about. We've just, you know what it is? We've been doing a lot of yard work. That's yeah. what we've been you guys, doing. Guys, you want to know about us uh, pulling weeds and mowing, mowing grass? Mowing grass and <laughs> literally digging out daylilies for fucking hours. Yeah, it's yeah. been a good time. Yeah, no, I've been doing a lot of that. It's and... been a lot of work. Haven't had a chance to really enjoy anything. Yeah, we really haven't. I mean, like, honestly, like, even tonight, it's um the night before this comes out, so it's a Wednesday. Yeah. I got home from work, and I went out, and I pulled weeds in the garden. Yeah. That's the excitement that is my life, because God damn it, they can fucking keep trying to grow over my carrots. Yeah. We got a deck, though. We got a deck. It's nice. I'm going to put a fire pit on it. It's going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Sitting outside. Sitting outside or whatever. It's, it's summer, guys. Yeah. Or it's about to be summer. It's going to be. It's going to be summer. I bought a really cheap inflatable pool on Amazon. I'm going to put my fat ass in it. I'm going to float in the backyard. It's going to be great. It's going to be summer in two days, guys. Two entire days. I'm oh, man. I'm float in an inflatable kiddie pool like a goddamn adult I am. Yeah, is there anybody news? You know what actually I just read today? That, and I don't know when this is confirmed or what's going to happen. Of course, it could change a million times between now and then. But Adam Warlock mm. is supposed to be played by Keanu Reeves now. That's the uh, idea that we're uh, we're batting around here. Is that like a real thing, or is that like a fan cast? Well, I think it's a real thing. Or they're like maybe somebody's asking him if he wants to be. Well, maybe yeah, maybe nobody's asked him yet. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know, who'd be great? Keanu Reeves, because everybody's talking about him right now. Well, I mean, shit, Keanu Reeves is oh, he's great. I'm not fucking awesome. He's, yeah, he's, he's fucking great. I love Keanu. Yeah, let's let's get him. Let's get him in the Marvel universe, man. He ain't doing. I mean, everybody else is in the fucking Marvel universe. Everybody else is there, and everybody else has done it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, let's get Keanu Reeves in there. Let's get John Hamm in there. Let's yeah, get. Let's get John Hamm. Who could John Hamm be? Oh, because he was really good in Good Omens. He yes. Oh, that's right. We did. We watched. We, watched we finished good watching Omens. Good. Which uh, it's great. So was that a comic? No, it was or that a novel. Just, it was a novel. Okay. It was a novel, yeah. Uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett years ago. My God, I read that book when I was a teenager. It's been out forever. Right, okay. Yeah. So you see, Terry Pratchett has since passed on. So right. RIP, but. My brother is a big Neil Gaiman fan. Mm-hmm. I've never really latched on to his work, but I really enjoyed this show. Yeah, it was really fun. It, honestly, I didn't, like I said, I didn't remember a lot of it. Because I read this book when I was like 17-ish. No, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. It's been a long time because I read that and then I read American Gods. And I don't remember that at all either. But that's also a show. Um, But yeah, I I really, really enjoyed Good Omens. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, You know, Michael Sheen and David Tennant were great. I thought they they played their roles very well, and then even like the other character, like fucking John Hamm as Gabriel was awesome. He was yeah. such a smarmy dick. Yeah, and that's exactly what he needed to be. He was great. Well, the thing is, like we always talk about this, like how John Hamm, like ever since Mad Men's been over, he, even in like in other things he was doing when Mad Men was on, like it never was really anything like super like enjoyable except for like bridesmaids he was good in bridesmaids he was good in bridesmaids i liked him on 30 rock oh that's right because yeah, he I lived should, in the I... bubble that was really funny yeah that's right 30 rock yeah um i never saw that million dollar arm movie yeah i mean that's the thing there's a lot of these other movies like these shitball movies that he's done well, what was the one that he was baby driver oh that's right he, he was, was baby good driver. in baby driver yeah, yeah that's right baby driver. that's the thing is like he does a lot of stuff that is like isn't really like it's good but yeah. it's not memorable yeah except for like mad men Right. At least, at least that's what I, you know, people, when you think about it, it's like, sure. you're like, what's John Hamm been doing? It's like, oh, I was in Tag, and it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was in Tag, that's right. Tag was fine. Tag was fine. Um, He was in that bad time at the El Royale or whatever. Right, Which right. I want to see. We'll have to watch that at some point, yeah. Um, But I think the reason I liked him in Baby Driver and the reason I liked him in, this, in Good Omens, I mean, I like him in general. But he's a real good villain. He's a great heel. And he, he, 100%, he's a complete, he can pull off dick, asshole, just really, really well. He he pulls off a great heel. Yeah. And also, he's, but he's also, he could be very funny. He's very funny. Well, I mean, there was that part, I don't know if anybody, you know, if you've seen Good Omens, there is a part, this is not a spoiler. Gabriel comes to talk to Michael Sheen, Aziraphale, 
and he's like pretending to be human. Yeah. And he has a book in his hand and he's like, hello, I would like pornography. <laughs> and he, then he's like given like a big old smile like, oh, I got it. I fooled the humans. He's, That's fucking funny. He's just, he's just out there yelling, pornography. You know, <laughs> just, it's just really funny. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. I feel like he yeah. would be good in a, like a non-superhero role of some sort maybe like a shield guy like a shield guy like a like a jacob fury yeah i could see him doing something like that i feel like him being like a man of he's actually in kind of how it wasn't good omens like a manifestation yes of some sort of deity d- deity or yeah. something like that supernatural Just, being of some sort yeah like a you can see it like a oh shit i'm trying to think of something I'm blanking on like some sort of like Marvel because usually in the Marvel cosmic shit it's always like real like trippy stuff. Yeah. But uh, actually, he'd be you know he'd be he he would be a great Star Fox. I think he could pull that off. Oh, rapey old Star Fox. But you know what you say? But he doesn't have to be rapey. Yeah, I was like, can we not make Star Fox rapey? But he could still be John Hamm because also it's like you know if his if his deal is to stimulate just be gorgeous and, and be and make people want to have sex with you just be beautiful congratulations I mean, john ham that's usually probably how that goes dye his hair red you know yeah, you know what leave it brown i don't know if i don't like make, make, make it make it a bit auburn let's do auburn okay all right we could let's, give him maybe like when the light hits it it's a little reddish yeah it's a little bit reddish you know you can you can you know he can wear kind of a gimmick you know could say because they haven't really explored the the stuff on titan yet um, right. so much because you know i don't even know if titan exists in the mcu i don't think it does as of right as of right now, now because obviously you know i mean you might have seen it in the background somewhere but i don't think <laughs> hey, no, one, no one's ever called it out yeah no nobody's ever called i mean that's technically where uh, at least to my knowledge i might be wrong yeah well technically thanos is, it's technically it's a moon of saturn okay well, yeah so but it's i don't know it's maybe they haven't figured it out yet but yeah actually you'd be a great Star Fox, because I yeah, mean, I could see that. because you could don't have to play him exactly as the, right. as he, he is in the to comics. Be smarmy, yes. And John Hamm could pull off smarmy. Oh God, yeah, yeah. He's I, really good at that. I think it'd be great. Actually, you could do a series, like you could do a, like a series about that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just be like, although calling him Star Fox, you could have to call, I mean, either that you call him Eros, which is I don't know. I don't mm. know. That, that sounds a little weird for a mm. show. Because yeah. I mean, Star Fox is just Star Fox is just such a stupid name. It's kind of for a comic book hero, you know. I, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's great for a video game. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But for her, it's like, hey, there's Star Fox. I'm like, he's neither a star nor a fox. No, but false advertising. Yeah, but yeah, check out Good Omens. It's yeah, uh, it's really fun. Definitely it's, worth your time. Super enjoyable. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, actually, other than that, um, you know, we, you know, we went to Entertain Mart again. Yep, down in Colorado in, uh, Springs. Colorado Springs. We, you know, we had a chance to go, head, uh, head down there this weekend, and uh, you know, I picked up some stuff, uh, mostly games. Mm-hmm. I think I just mostly games. I don't know if I got any books. I got a book that just came out used. I was really excited about oh, that. I got the the. I my got murder. the my favorite murder uh, book that just came out in hard in hardcover. Literally, he's only been out like a week and a half, maybe two. Yeah, uh, got it used. So that doesn't like, surprise me, though. No, somebody probably bought it and, like, powered through it and then was like, I don't need to, like, what am I going to do with this? And sold it back. Um, well, that, so, sweet, I got a deal. Well, that's like when I used to work in uh, the second spin over in uh, Studio City or in Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there'd be dudes that would come in there and just, you know, they would just have all the new shit. Yeah. So, like, stuff that just came out. It so, would be like... like it would be already they would bring it in just i mean they would bring it in to sell it back did they just steal it either that or they got some sort of access to stock you know i mean yeah there's see a that's lot. the thing i'm like either somebody got that like for free the book i just got yeah and they didn't want it so they just sold it back or somebody boosted it and fucking sold it for whatever you know yeah well saying because it's brand new you right. know so they probably get a good uh good thing for it but yeah hey so yeah so i got it that used that was exciting that's I was looking, the only thing i bought i was looking yeah trying to think i didn't think i bought any books because i was trying to find uh well last time i went there i bought that huge like romance novel mystery bag they didn't have that this time they just had like cds in a mystery bag and like movies in a mystery bag yeah i don't need movies and i was like no thank you to either one of those things um i yeah i didn't really buy anything which was good because you know what? I don't need any more books until I fucking pot, like actually read some of the books I bought. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is now is now my thing is I've kind of 
got into buying like things like action figures and video games like retro games mm. and trying to do those on the cheap is it's doable but it's not like doing comics right because uh, and I, as we've talked about before it's like you know you can go to a 50 cent comic book sale and get 20 books and that's how we have so much crap you know mm-hmm. and it's uh you know that's always been kind of the the thing but it's like you know you're only spending 20 bucks it's like when you don't have to buy games like you're only getting you know you might only your know, action figures like you might only get you might only you might spend that much on one figure right. or one game or one or two games or whatever so the investment is a bit you know you kind of have to really want those things yeah who earns you know where you know and, and then get the most out of them because like a lot of the stuff i have now i'm just like oh, the, the thing is like i i, I kind of was looking at our books just now because trying to pick what we're going to read and then I'll often do this when I look at like my games or my action figures. I just go, I just want to fucking sell this shit. Like I'm on my way, going my way to buy some of this stuff, but I'll just look at it and I'll just be like, what the fuck am I doing? I should just get rid of this. I don't need to get any of this. Yeah. But I don't want to because then I'm just going to be like, oh no, I should keep it. You yeah. know, where I'm going to, I'm going to be upset that I don't have it. You know, and I've already made this investment. So I don't really think it, it makes sense. But you know, that being said, uh, there's a video game swap meet coming up next this weekend, which uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to. Uh, sure. See how that goes, and uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll get something on the slides. I just I just want to go. I just want to go and look. That's, that that's fine. It doesn't help too that we have stores like Second and Charles. Oh, I love it, Second and Charles. I love Second and Charles. I love Entertain Mart. There's I a know. lot of, and that's the thing about out here in like in this area, Denver, that they just really like kind of like embrace that sort of like junk like i feel like la doesn't really have that as much they do but they don't yeah they do but it's like curated super expensive like yeah it's a thing it's more curated yeah because like the thing is is like if you let's put it this way if there was a if you walked into like a store like Meltdown, mm-hmm. and they kind of did shit like they did with like Second and Charles. That would be like the best fucking store, sure, because of all the crap they have in there. But like the way a store like Meltdown was is that they would price the fuck out of this shit. And not to say that Denver doesn't do that. They don't, there's not shit like that here too. Oh yeah, you know, there's stuff that I'm just like, oh fuck that. You know, I mean, there's that's how it is. There's a lot of stores that are like that. Sometimes you know, you go in and you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, like I just because, you know, I'll look at comics, for instance, and I'll just be like, I know we, we say this all the time. It's like, you know, plays like, a, you know, fortunately, plays like Mile High, which is great. But, you know, they'll sell shit that's like, you know, clearly 50 cents. Yeah. For a uh, for like five bucks. You're just yeah. like, I can't do it. Well, speaking of Mile High. Just I was going to say, mention that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we talked about this. I think we might have brought it we up. We might have brought it up. So if we did not, backstory, a couple weeks ago, somebody broke into Mile High Comics in the middle of the night, um, busted open one of the display cases and stole $46,000 worth of comics. Goddamn. And the reason it was so high is because they stole like a Spider-Man, like the first appearance of Spider-Man or something. There was a bunch of like really expensive comics, like comics that were like worth $8,000, $15,000, whatever. Yeah, they definitely have stuff that's very... Uh, it's worth a lot. Very um, much, yeah. So, yeah, so somebody broke into Mile High in the middle of the night, um, busted open a thing, uh, cut themselves in the process, so they left blood all over the place and sold $46,000 worth of comics. Um, and blood it was on, comics. And it was on the news, and, like, the owner was on the news, like, talking about it. And Well, it's an institution. I mean, yeah, I mean it's, a, it's an institution. And he was just like, yeah, it sucks somebody stole from us. He actually wasn't like, I'm sure he was mad, but he wasn't like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he was just like, yeah, that's really unfortunate. Well, the f- he's a really good dude. Yeah. Like, he does a lot for the community. He does. He's, like, really inclusive. He does a lot of food drives and clothing drives. Yeah, they're always doing stuff and, there. And stuff. So he's, he's always, like, trying to do, like, outreach and stuff. So he's not going to be, like, a, you know, shoot that guy type of person. Um, but get my Iron Man back, Avenger! Where's my gun? Like that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> he just screaming like Eddie Pepitone in that one footage. Just, just Avenger! 
<laughs> so, um, but as of, I think, like two days ago, they have a suspect. They finally caught him. Okay. They caught, caught the guy, and the DA has since charged him. Uh, but they have not recovered the comics as of yet. Well. Um, maybe soon. Oh, man. What if they're missing, like, all that art from the that Boston Museum? Yep. <laughs> Let's do a podcast about that, and maybe they'll find it, find a toilet. <laughs> That's right, the, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum heist where they stole all that fucking art and they still haven't found it 20 years later. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's somewhere. Fucking Rembrandts and nobody fucking found them. It's in it's somewhere. They're it's, somewhere. They're in some dude's basement. It's it's probably like in some dude's basement like you know, hanging out in the states somewhere. Oh yeah. It's either that or it's just, you know, either that or it's like in some ri- like some rich motherfucker's place in like italy or something or oh yeah like it's just it's just somewhere where it's like yep i got it what are you gonna do yeah you know that kind of shit it's but. kind of one of those like you're so rich i don't even know i, I don't even know i had it yeah you're so rich that you could just like buy it just to have it you know? i didn't even want like, it so yeah like, exactly it was just like i needed something to spend money on so i just bought this <sighs> stolen artwork that's a hell that, that's a thing that's a podcast that last scene Oh yeah, that's yeah. a thing. I, I, it, it it's good until like I couldn't finish it though. Yeah, it got real boring there for a while because then we started talking about like well because they didn't they they basically were like hey it could be here it could be here let's find this old guy oh this guy might be dead oh we find this person now and then oh this person might be doing it yeah and, and then we started talking about like all this other stuff and then this one guy who was like a singer and like a and I was like okay. And it's like, yeah, they're just... I was like, can we just go back to the heist? Like, I get that we're saying, well, maybe this guy, but you don't know. So why are we spending, like, four episodes talking to him? We have no leads. No, that's exactly what it was. It was we have no fucking leads. We're just eating up airtime. Yeah, they, they're like, you know, because whoever it was, I think it was WBUR yeah, it or something was. like that. Yeah, they're like the Boston Globe, I they're think. They're probably, some of you Boston Globe, they're probably like, hell yeah, we could put together a podcast, give us money. Yeah. And then they're like, oh shit, we got to like really pad this out. So like, you know. Yeah, they're get, like, this is our Dirty John. Yeah, I've never listened to Dirty John. So Dirty I can't John really... is infuriating. And apparently they made a movie about it. Oh like, yeah, there's a Bravo show. Connie Britton, I think was, wasn't Eric Bana in it too, or was maybe it... I don't know. Some other uh, some dude. It, it's one of those things that you just listen to it and you're just like, <sighs> and then you just turn it off. Well, it's one of those you things. Get mad. That's the thing about a lot of podcasts. A lot of like true crime or true story podcasts. Like you just mm-hmm. listen to them, you just go, these people are idiots. Yeah, that's kind of that was kind of my take, and I don't want to like blame people. You know, you can't really say, but there were a lot of times in the story where I was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's you know, again, I'm not there. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to blame anybody, but at the same time, I'm just like, "Honey, what the fuck are you doing?" You listen to that shit. You listen to those shows, and you're just like, "Everybody's an idiot. Everybody's dumb." Everybody's dumb. That's a lot of times like <laughs> on Forensic Files. You're just like, and everybody is stupid. Especially the killers. Why doesn't that that should be a podcast and everybody is stupid? (laughs) Actually, that would be a great podcast where it's just like, and everybody is stupid. And it just tells like about really dumb crimes and just dumb people. You know, dumb, dumb. But not like in a Darwin Awards way, but just like. like, They thought this was going to work and then like he tried to steal something by crawling through the ceiling and fell through the tiles and, you know, that sort of shit. I guess we should take our break. So let's take our break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about our book for this week. You are receiving this transmission from The Rod Pod. Upload pending. Stand by for soundtrack transfer. I am Maggie. And I am John. And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head. The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic. Which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by. Upload complete now.
the Rod Pod. Look for us at marriedwcomics.libson.com, at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found. So, uh, tell all our one. Tell all our one. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week. It is Barbie Fashion, number 33. It's in honor of summer, which is soon. Jesus Christ and Dick is small as hell. Barbie Fashion, number 33, from September 1993. And uh, yes, we are doing this in honor of summer because summer is, uh, as we mentioned earlier, two days from... Or actually tomorrow, it's technically. Tomorrow. Yeah. Because we were taping this on the day before, but uh Yeah. Yeah. And uh we this is this is uh a return to Barbie for us. Yes. We were checking out Barbie It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been like a year definitely a year or two. Yeah. Two years maybe at this point. I forgot where you found these. I found them at uh, Dave and Adam. I was gonna say Dave and Adams. Yep. Yeah, and you went kinda kinda crazy. Well, I mean shit, I'd never seen them out in the wild before. True, and that's the thing. Like the there's a there's a there are so many com- that's the thing is that there are so many comics out there that are like not collected and ones that you just never see can i can i interrupt you to oh, ask yes, you yes. a quick question please is it about wrestling yeah uh yes actually it is it's about this rick flair shirt oh let's see we got a rick flair shirt and what the fuck am i looking at it's a rick flair shirt oh it's just him it's like a hawaiian print shirt but with like rick flair's face Oh, these, this is the, I see these on my Instagram feed. These are stupid shirts. <laughs> I don't wear those shirts. You wouldn't want to wear this $65 no, Nature Boy Hawaiian shirt. Is it 16 or 60? 65. No, thank you. It's got a gold watch on it. I think it's a feather. No, Rick thank flares. you. I will, I will pass on said shirt. You're going to pass on this one? It's really ugly. You know, yeah, that's the thing. There's a, a lot of wrestling shirts are very ugly. Mm, I see. <laughs> you, you, that's the one big complaint about re- a lot of wrestling fans, uh, like myself, would have. It's like you want to wear a wrestling shirt, but you know, on a, maybe on the front, like the logo is pretty good, but they have to have something on the back, and usually it's like, you know, like cool logo on the back, and then it's like, watch out for my fist, you know, on my back, <laughs> on the back, or something like something, oh. some sort of you know stupid catchphrase and. You know, it, the only time that's appropriate to wear said shirt is to wear it at a wrestling event. You know, like, you're not going to, you can't, it just looks off-putting if you're wearing it, like, not, you know, like, out in public sometimes. Even mm-hmm. though a lot of people do. I mean, depending on where you are, what you're doing, like, you don't see a lot of people just wearing, like, John Cena shirts, you know? Right. You know, I mean, you'll see them when you go to the shows, you see them when you go to, like, you know certain events or whatever but you ain't seen it oh speaking of which this is something we did hmm. we went to go see jeff hardy oh we sure did that's right we saw wrestling so real so so real quick uh we went to herman's hideaway for respect women's wrestling which uh-huh. we've been to before yes and we it's a local promotion here in denver local promotion we caught some matches mm-hmm. uh pretty good card you know yeah, it was fine good stuff you yeah. know there was uh so there was a hardcore match there was that was taking place that, that that was uh it's kind of upsetting to watch uh in a place like herman's hideaway because it's not very big yeah so it's just like this little dive bar that where they have shows and it's been around for fucking ever and actually the guy who used to own it just passed away like a month ago um r.i.p herman yeah and so but it's been there for fucking ever and it's this dive and they just set up a wrestling ring in the middle of this fucking place. And the ceilings are not nearly high enough. No. For, like, jumping off the ropes or whatever. Because there's a fucking fan, like, yeah. not even it's like a right, foot it, from the ring. And so every single time, and it's right where they, like, usually do the jump off. Yeah. Because like like, that's where they come in and out. Yeah. Uh you know, a little walkway area and like, they're always doing like jump off and stuff. And I'm always worried somebody's going to fucking wang their head on that thing. Yeah. I'm surprised. That somebody hasn't... almost hit a table, hit it with a table or a ladder. There's a ladder a ladder the other day. Uh, I am always very afraid. Yeah. I'm worried that something's going to get like Some... dinged and somebody's yeah. going to get, it's not, not so much the wrestlers are going to get hurt, but the audience is going to get hurt. Yeah. Cause we stand right by it because there's a fucking fan yeah. right there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but anyways, where we went because the catch was is that so the WWE was in town mm-hmm. 
uh, at the Pepsi Center. We didn't go to that, but no. we went to this other thing. And Je- the idea was that Jeff Hardy was going to be there to uh, perform. Apparently, he does the music. Yeah, he's got a song. He's got a band. He's a been- song. <laughs> a song. It's just like, like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff me. Hardy just had one song. And actually, that would make sense for the way that they fucking set up his whole thing. So we go. The respect women's wrestling thing is before so there's like five matches or something whatever then we take a a little break and we're waiting and waiting and then they're just like okay line up for the jeff hardy meet and greet and i was like they're not going to do the meet and greet before the show like because it's already 10 10 30 almost 11 o'clock at this point yeah and it's not like, you know, oh, come before the doors open and we'll do the meet and greet, which is usually how that goes. Yeah, usually the meet and greet is come done before, yeah. at a point where it's not intrusive to the rest of the show. Exactly. It's like, hey, meet and greet starts at 6, doors are at 7. Yeah. So if you have like the V, and that makes sense. They didn't do it this way. It was like, here's your matches. Here's bands that have already played. Now everybody's just standing around waiting for the next performance and we're going to do a meet and greet. So they like line up and uh they put Jeff Hardy like right by where we were um the little entrance to the wrestling ring. So they're going to do this meet and greet before the show. Again, 11 o'clock at night already. And the line went all the way around the bar. Yeah, it was fucking Cuz it was like all these people wanted to meet Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And so we're sitting there, he comes out. And I was like Jeff Hardy's like my height. I was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> I always expect those guys to be so, you know, they're wrestlers. I expect them to be huge. He's like my size. He's much thinner than me, but taller. So it was just, or no, my height, but thinner. So I was just like, what the fuck? And so the first woman goes up and she's like almost crying. Oh, yeah. Then they've got to see, he's got to hug her and then stop and take a picture. And I just look at Sean and I'm like, we're never getting through this line. If everybody, well, we weren't in, even aligned. We didn't. no, no, no. But we're we weren't in there. But I'm like, we're never gonna because Sean just wanted to. Be, he was like, if I just see one song, I'll be happy and I'll yeah. feel like I got my money's worth just by watching this one woman. And I was like, we're looking at like an hour and a half of standing here, waiting for all these fucking fans to be done before we can even he'll even take the stage. Well, that's the thing is then he has to like figure out his shit, then take the stage. Get ready. You know, it's not, it's not just the thing where it's just like all of a sudden it's like, hey, I got a music. Okay, whatever. And I understand why he had to do it later is because the event, the WWE event was going on sort of concurrently. Yeah, but he's injured. Yeah, but he still had to probably, maybe he had something to do with the show, mm. you know, and usually, you, you, no, Frazier was there. Maybe he had to do something like maybe he had to be there with Matt or something or maybe, you know, I don't know. I always thought Matt retired. And he's no, Matt's bad. Matt's still around. I retired for a day and I'm back. Yeah, they come back. Yeah, he's doing. He's okay. He's doing all right. He's pulling an Undertaker. Is it going to be like one of those like, wow, these guys can't walk, but yet they still? I think Matt will bow out before I the Undertaker so. will. I want the. Uh, I really want the Undertaker because because like, yeah, Matt Hardy's Matt Hardy's about to have a third kid, so I think he's probably. I think it, it's soon enough. But I mean, if he might still be involved with wrestling, but I mean, I think you know he's gotten himself in pretty good shape, so he can keep doing it. Same thing with Jeff. It's like they can. They're okay enough, mm-hmm. but uh, whatever. I mean, regardless, it, they. I think he was just he had to fill for the little of commitments at the yeah. at the Pepsi Center. But you don't have a meet and greet, damn it! But then it's like, yeah, don't f- do the meet and greet afterward. Right, you know? do it after. Then but the thing is, but there are people there. That's the thing. It's like you kind. I think their fan, their hand was forced maybe to do it that way, but it was not optimal for you and I, who were just like, I just want to, whatever. I'm just here to fucking see this shit. Right. But I'm not here to sit there and watch fans meet Jeff Hardy. So no. fuck that shit. But. No. So we left. <coughs> yeah. We did not see Jeff Hardy perform. We saw a bunch of people cry. I'll never, I'll never know what his music sounds like. There's no I, way to do that. I have that. a pretty good idea. It was yeah. an acoustic set. It was an acoustic set. Basically, like, acoustic, like... Oh, yeah, and like, the guy who was, like, tuning Jeff Hardy's guitar or his backup guitarist or something. I don't know. We didn't see... The ultimate roadie man. The ultimate roadie. Like, this guy was had a shock of white hair, but it was in, like, a cut that I haven't seen since the 70s. Yeah. Like, you only see it in, like, 70s, but it's, like, long, and it was white, and it actually looked like a wig. It was so perfect. And it was like, that man has roadied since he was a baby. Oh, he's... he's you, he, 
was born to roadies. Born to roadie. Like he came out and somebody slapped a fucking onesie on him and said born to roadie and that was it. He came out he came out and they immediately put a lanyard on him. A hundred percent. It said all um, access. Absolutely a little wristband. And he was already he was already uh pushing pushing uh, Marshall speakers across yeah. the stage. Yeah, he was holding like the little the little uh, foamy parts to the microphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing uh, doing that doing that business. Yep. But um yeah anyways Barbie. Barbie. Marvel Comics. Marvel Marvel Comics and Barbie fashion. And it's Barbie fashion, not Barbie. I love these books. I really... They're so dumb. I love them. Well, these are meant... Okay, first of all, these are meant for... A much younger audience. Young girls between the ages of 6 and 13. Yeah, probably. I'd say that sounds about right. So, uh, yeah, and it's completely easygoing, but uh, nonetheless, it is still fun to read. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, Barbie... So, apparently, she lives in a place called Newtown. I guess. So, you know, as we know, Barbie has all the jobs. Yes. Uh, there's literally no job that Barbie has not had. She's done everything. So she is a news correspondent in this issue. Well, she's a news correspondent for her own television her station. Own so basically, television station, which is BTV. She's essentially doing public access. Maybe. I mean, she might have. She might have her own Fox News. Quite she, possibly. She might be the Rupert Murdoch of this comic. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the only thing is, is we know it's not, is because that there's actual, like, black people in this. Oh, book. yeah, no, this is, a, this is a very diverse uh, book. <laughs> well, it's also, it's questionable because the uh, it's a jazz festival. So I feel like they were just like, like, the, the illustrators were just like, hey, jazz, make it as many people as you can black in this comic. No, but I, I'm going to stick up for Barbie because she's got a lot of She does have a lot of, of diverse friends. You are correct. She's got an extremely diverse swap, uh, group of friends. She does. You are right. So She has had all of the friends. The Barbie universe is... It is very diverse. Is very diverse. Yes. And, uh, Except very, for when it comes to Barbie herself and all of her and Ken. Well, no. They're, they're fucking... You, white as fuck. White as fuck. Yeah, you can only They're, be Barbie if you're blonde and blue eyed. This is this is like you have to be you well, that actually changed. I take that back. When I was a kid, and I think I talked about this last time, when I was a kid in the eighties, and before the eighties, but I was only a child in the eighties, Barbie was only Barbie. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair, blue eyed, that was it. If you wanted anything else, different skin tone, different hair color, whatever, it wasn't a Barbie. It was her friend. Yeah. The brunette was Whitney. I think the redhead was Midge. Um, there were a bunch of other ones, too. And if you wanted a, a Ken doll of a different skin tone, different hair color, whatever, then he was a... He had a different name. Yeah. He wasn't Ken, if that made any sense. Right. So that ha- that changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but previously... Barbie yeah. is Barbie. So I just want to point out a few things here because right when we start off right away and she's basically, I'm not going to sit here and not going to talk about everything she's saying. No, it, no, it doesn't matter. Because it really doesn't matter. She's literally, it literally she's, just like, jazz, just here's like, hey, jazz, I'm this at, is jazz. We're in this place called New Town and I'm running my own network, but I'm also the anchor on this. She's, so she's basically like an Instagram star or a YouTuber before that was a thing. Well, I want to point out, okay, this is actually, I'm just, I'm just looking at this. So she's got this cameraman, yeah. uh, redheaded cameraman, maybe Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen. It's Jimmy Olsen. So yeah. let's assume that Jimmy Olsen. He, he's, double, he's crossed universes. Crossing universes, picking up a few gigs. Mm-hmm. This camera that he's holding looks like a bazooka. It does like, look like, like not not just like no. a, like army bazooka. It looks like a fucking space no. bazooka. You know what it looks like? Do you remember the game Crossfire? Yes, that is what that looks like. It looks like that little thing that used to shoot in the Crossfire game. Oh, is he going to shoot Except her with it's huge? Is he going to shoot her with mercury pellets? Yes, yes, yes. Crossfire. <laughs> that that commercial was always such a fucking trip too because it was like. Very intense. How has that not been made into a movie? I don't know. Because Jesus Christ, you're, make, you're making everything. You can make Monopoly. You make whatever. You can make all these different properties. Make Crossfire into a movie. I mean, that commercial And it could just be like just two giants shooting guns sure. in the sky and all the people on Earth have to do- dodge you should, them. You should write this. You should do a treatment. Oh, fuck. Well, I don't have... I guess do I could. You, I mean... Do you I can write to, anything, I, I guess. Was gonna, you can. I was going to say... Guys, get ready for my Crossfire fanfic. <laughs> 
But I mean, like, do you, you remember that commercial where it's like poor, like backlit with these two very intense boys and they were like, crossfire! Right. But then there's like explosions and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was intense. So, anyway, anyway, so, anyways, so Jimmy also's got the crossfire gun. He's shooting Barbie and whatever. And she's like, hey, Jazz Festival, by the way, I would just like to point out Barbie's wearing a red suit. No. With white open-toed shoes. I swear to God, I still have those shoes somewhere. Oh, yeah. Those Barbie shoes. Anyway, so she's interviewing, and she's, like, literally just asking anybody she comes across about, like, what they think of jazz. Well, the whole idea is that, okay, so real quick, so there's Woman this, on the street. There's these, yeah, there's these uh, jazz legends with Dizzy and Sassy. Yes. That are going to be performing, and their son, Duke, is going to play guitar. Okay. Yeah. And there's, so, like, a, there's, there's a, I mean, there's a Skywriter. Doing a really good job, by the way. Yeah, great. Uh, saying, welcome, Disney and Sassy. But she's literally going up to everybody to be like, hey, jazz. Yeah, just she's just doing a woman on the street part, just walking up to people and being like, hey, what about jazz? And she ta- she interviews, like, the one of the first people she interviews is this man who I think he's supposed to be, like, a laid-back hippie type. But he honestly looks like he runs some sort of cartel in, like, a South American jungle. He might. But he also, like, really just loves to be, like, a laid-back guy. He loves jazz and... And murder. And cocaine. And (laughs) yayo. Yeah, he really does look like he runs a fucking cartel. (laughs) He's just, like, covered in gold jewelry. I kind of like how he somehow manages to be in three panels because she's interviewing him. And then they have to show him leaving. And I'm just like... Can't you just cut to the person? Yeah. But so she's she's just walking to the person. She's like, "Why do you like jazz?" She's just like, yeah. I, "I like." Oh, and he's also an old man. Let's point yeah. the, or not maybe not an old man. He has white hair, so he's just like he's a he's a cartel guy who's seen a lot. Maybe that he's retired. Oh, he's retired. <laughs> he's, he's, he's retired like, I've run, from I've run the cartel. The, he's like, "Look, I've run smack for years. Yeah, I've done this for thirty years. I've, I've I made got enough the money. gold watch when I retired. Now I'm going to go he watch He does have jazz. that gold watch, by he the way. He sure does. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I've done this for years. I am done. <laughs> I am out. I just want to live the good life. Going to go see the jazz festival. I, 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 That's all I want. I, although I will do one more run if you ask me. Yeah. I do have a plane. I do have a biplane. <laughs> I, I've watched uh, I watched the mule and you know what and I, I've had four three ways yeah every time I do a run so <laughs> you know what I I'm an old man who does three ways Clint Eastwood's an old man who does three ways I figure why not I got one more run in me just like she goes up to this one woman though and she's just like why do you like jazz and this woman's like uh improvisational and just, she's like goodbye uh, my favorite part too is like when you get a word like improvisational there's a little asterisk oh yeah well she and can, again she... because this is a younger audience so it like gives you the definition of like what Im- improvisation well, putting means. stuff in context too because I feel yeah. like they're saying something like at one point they say she's like jazz is universal or music is universal and they have to say it's like well it's shared by all that's yeah. like it's in the fucking you know in the space or whatever right so they're trying to help you know kids learn so then they interview this little kid who's basically like a mini steve urkel yeah and they're just barbie's like hey why do you like jazz and he just like starts going off and barbie looks at the fucking camera like she's on the office <laughs> she's just and there's like a little exclamation point by her head can I also point out, too, just real quick, and that this is a kind of a coloring thing in here. People got, like, milk mustaches here. Do you kind of see this? Where? you see how this one person's got a milk mustache? Yeah, there, there's a little bit of odd coloring because some of these people look green. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention this. So there's this guy in the front here. It looks like Jeff Foxworthy wearing Oh, uh, yeah, I see it. Thing. I, it's, I'm disappointed that we don't get to see the rest of his shirt because I think it says Jazz. Oh, you're 100% right. You just right. see the J A, and I'm like, I wish you would just, I want to. That shirt says jazz. And I want that shirt. You're... <laughs> and I want people to be like, are you a fan of the, the Utah, Utah jazz? jazz? Like, no, just the jazz. So Barbie does like a cut to camera, I'm on the office thing. And then this kid keeps talking. And then it's time for the people to take the stage. And he's like, wish well, I she... could talk more, Barbie. And she's like, bye. Oh, thank God you can't talk anymore. She's kind of a little bit of a bitch to this kid. Yeah, she's, she's, well, she doesn't, I don't think she says it out loud. No, to him, no, but... it's. She doesn't, but it's in the same speech bubble. Yeah, she's uh, she she is not uh, putting up with. She's not she's not she's not impressed by that kid. Impressed by that kid. So we get some jazz. The jazz is so hot. Oh, that there's so Barbie many... takes off her jacket. It's so hot. <clears throat> there's people dancing. Oh yeah, they're having a good time. So Barbie's like, hey, the they just left the stage. 
I'm going to go interview them. And of course, she walks up to the door and she can hear a fight. Well, she's going to get an interview in 15 minutes. She, and I don't even know if they know that she's, I don't know, maybe, or no, she's with the guy. So, yeah. The guy. So, here, there, there's a lot of weirdness going on here. So, like, Barbie goes back. They're having a fight backstage because the son wants to play rock and roll and the parents don't believe that rock and roll is actually music. Nope. So when Barbie goes in, we, right. we get a good close-up of the dad, and guess what? It's Al Roker before he got finned. <laughs> <laughs> it is Al Roker. It's 100%. It's literally, they literally just drew Al Roker. <laughs> Remember when Al Roker dressed up as a real-life Charlie Brown? Oh, my God, no. That was so terrible. <laughs> Look that up, guys. Oh, my God. That, was the, that is the stuff of nightmares. It would be funny if he showed up just like that. And he's like, ah, I'm Charlie Brown. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. But I mean, like, they literally then, just drew Al Roker before then, he got fed. And like, then what's-his-face starts shooting his crossfire bullets, and Jimmy Olsen's like, I saved the day. I didn't even need to call Superman. Yeah. So anyway, so the I kid... I killed this abomination I of killed, Charlie Brown. I killed this abomination of Charlie Brown. It's, it's He's really not even supposed to be in our universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, he shouldn't be in anybody's universe. If you see that fucking thing of Al Roker, you're like, no. <laughs> this should never be. It is. He, it I'm is, erasing peanuts from existence after seeing that shit. Are you kidding? If I was God, that would be gone. I'd be like, you know what? I don't do anything, but this I have to take care of. Yep. So Barbie just walks in to interview these people, and they're just like Barbie. They I don't know if they know Barbie or they just know her from TV, but they're just like, hey, help me solve a problem. I'm not sure. Like maybe people treat Oprah this way, where like if they just see Oprah, they're like, Oprah, I have a problem. And they just tell Oprah a problem. Maybe Oprah helps them. I mean, she's Oprah. Well, I do like this part where she's like, okay, so the Al Roker's like, my son, ah, you know, and she's yeah. like, uh. And then, you know, Barbie's kind of like... Uh, oh, yeah, I like the part where... Well, let me say here. Like, so Barbie's kind of like, ah, I don't, you know, look, I'm just here to do this interview. Like, literally, and she's trying to do her job. Yep. And then she starts trying to do her job, and the father's like, my son! Yeah, that, that is my favorite. My favorite panel of this entire book is this one right here. <laughs> yeah, this right here. <laughs> where uh, Barbie's like, I'm just here to interview you or whatever. And then he... he <laughs> so Barbie goes, this what guy's you- just like, my son. I like to think that this came, came first. My son, he's breaking my heart. And Barbie's just like, when did you first start playing the trumpet? <laughs> I actually I do wish. I- <laughs> and she's just like completely trying to ignore like the drama that's in front of her. But she can't. So then she's like, hey, why don't, why don't you like talk to your son? And they're like, what a novel idea, Barbie. Um, so also, they, why do we get a picture of just a I, random like janitor? I don't know. So he sits, the son sits down with the parents and Barbie is just like all she does is stand there with a microphone and just watch this go down, and there he's like, but she's know, not even like she doesn't how, do anything. How is the audio like? I don't any even know. Good? I have no idea if she's even recording. I think she's just standing. Yeah, that's true. So she's like, you know, he's like, mom, dad, I want to play rock and roll. They're like, that's not real music. He's like, I used to practice in the garage every night. I'm like, how did your parents not hear that? whatever he's like trust me and they're like well and and barbie all of a sudden like throws the idea of a fucking schedule for this show right out the fucking window and just goes you know what barbie barbie barbie's opportunist because barbie is like look i'm gonna get a cut of this gate oh 100 percent. i'm gonna schedule him i'm booking this this guy on here surprise act I'm taking 15%. Mm-hmm. I'm booking this guy on stage right now, and we're going to film it on my public access show. And everyone's going to be fine with it. Everybody's going to be fine with it. And that's what happens. And so that's they what just, happens. So this so, guy goes out, and he plays, and some people in the audience are like, this is not jazz, but it doesn't matter. It's great. He went out there, and he just started playing, like, hey, now, hey, now, now. <laughs> Sing this corruption too. So I, I, I just for just for twenty minutes. I, I, that song is about twenty minutes. And then the long. parents are just like, "Wow, this is great. This is like, rock and roll. It's great." And so yeah, the parents are like, "This is wonderful," and they like hug or dance. I can't really tell which one. I think they're in. dancing because you see swirlies. Yeah, and then also, why is Barbie doing this pose? Like she's like talking. She's like, ah. I she, don't know. I think it, well, you know, well, that happened with a lot of my Barbie dolls. When oh. when when that little plastic thingy would break, then they get fat neck. They get fat face because you have to like just shove their head on and they're like, oh, maybe that's what happened here. Yeah, it's kind of like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this guy, this kid plays this thing and everybody's like, everybody, everybody's well, happy. And the, the, here's the other part. So like then his parents join him on stage again and then they go back to playing jazz. 
But I was like, so wait a second. They've already played. They're all no. They're they're taking a break. She even says, "So is the jazz festival just them?" Well, I think at the time when they go to check it out, that's when they're doing like they do. They do a little bit of jazz. They do perform a little bit, and then they take a break. Because that's why she'd be able to get the interview. Because she says, "Oh, they're taking a fifteen-minute break." Shouldn't they be the headliner? Maybe the maybe it's an early festival. I mean, I don't I don't know the how kids Bar- there. Fucking I, Urkel was there. I don't know how Barbie books a festival. So maybe it's just literally one act. The festival starts at four a.m. And it's one act, and they play for twenty minutes. The and one they take act, a fifteen minutes. Like, it's like it's like that Anvil documentary, and so oh, Anvil played this. Yeah. Anvil played at four a.m. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So Anvil it started, did it started play up early. Well, I was just gonna say it's just one band, just play it over and over and over again. They take they play they play one song, and then they take a fifteen minute break, and then they play another song. Yeah, and then they take another fifteen minute. And occasionally, break. the sun will go out there and play uh, this corrosion. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> just every once in a while, they break it up. We just play this corrosion again. <laughs> just to thir- just an hour of this corrosion. <laughs> it's just literally, hey yeah. now, hey now, now, now. You can stretch that intro too when everybody's like doing like the opera yeah. part before it kicks in. Like you can stretch that for a good like twenty five minutes. Oh yeah, we can get that. We can, we can get we can get like two hours, three hours. You know, just just have, just have that opera intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long festival. Yeah. So yeah, so that's how that ends. Anyways, uh, and then we get a little sound quiz. Yeah. Where you got to match the uh, noise made with the instrument. I don't know if I could do this. Uh, there is a key there in the bottom, and I don't think I, I don't, did do it. I don't think I did because when she says, so there's like a flute in. You have to match the thing to the thing. So what does the. Match the numbers to the no- the letters. Well, I'm going to. Ass- I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bother looking, no. but I'm going to assume that twang or squeak is the violin sure bang is the drum uh-huh toot it's probably the saxophone twee is the thing the guitar no the oh flute. the flute and twang is a guitar oh there's a twang i don't man know. i am I smart, smart. Look, at, look at this outfit she's wearing uh, she looks like she's wearing a quilt as a jacket <laughs> hey it was it's, the 90s it, yeah, well no yeah 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 all bets are also off. it's barbie she wore some shit she wore some shit so now the, of wearing some shit uh so barbie is uh going to the beach with skipper yep, so this, this, is, is, this, is, this is the next story the seashell story and barbie's like all right uh we're going to the beach and, and, and skipper's just like holding a dog and she's like yeah we're gonna go to the beach it's gonna be great and we're gonna take the dog and it's gonna be fun and so Skipper's like, hey, let me call my buddy, whatever the fuck her name Courtney. is. Courtney. Courtney. And be like, hey, Courtney, you come in. And Courtney, who was invited and apparently confirmed, didn't bother to call Skipper and tell her that she's sick as fuck, so she's not going to go anywhere. She's like, I got motto. Yeah. And so Skipper's like, oh, no, that's going to suck. Barbie packs one orange. <laughs> and they go to the beach. <laughs> she's putting one orange in a bag. One like, orange for everybody. And so she's like, yeah, let's go to the beach. So, like, Barbie and Skipper go to the beach, and Barbie's awesome convertible. And uh, when they show, they're like, well, maybe we can, like, do something special for Courtney since she, you know. She loves the beach. Come. She loves the beach, but she has uh, she hepatitis. Has, yeah, she's got hepatitis. She's got Ebola <laughs> and she can't come. She's, got, she's, she's <laughs> just like, Skipper, my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> Skipper's like, oh, oh, no, I'm so sorry. You can't oh, come. Oh, but you love the beach. It's like, I know, but my eyes. But, yeah, I'm literally, my, my insides are liquefying and they're coming out of my rectum. <laughs> uh it's bad. And she's like, oh, well, it's, you know, the beach. <laughs> so they go, and everybody's like, hey, Barbie. And, like, this, I'm assuming this is Ken here in his short shorts. Well, what, does not, not one here, this guy here? Yeah. And he's like, hey, the guy Barbie. Guy fucking, fucking hey, guy. hey, Barbie. He's look, like, at, oh. look at Ken's back. Ken's, got, Ken's the only one here that's got, like, muscle definition. He also he? has, like, a very weirdly long torso. He's kind of like a Michael Phelps. Yeah, he's got, like, a weird. He's got a Phelpsian physique. He is, he is. Just jacked. Yeah. So everybody's having a good time. Uh, they're playing volleyball, and it kind of looks like one of her friends is gonna fall into the net and die. Oh, which one? Uh, this one. Oh, this one. Yeah. Well, she's. Yeah. It oh, yeah. Literally she's. Literally, just looks like how like when you pose a Barbie doll and you put her hands in the air. Well, this, the way like, that the, the way the perspective is like the net looks like it's very tiny, and you got these like you got like thirty people around the net trying to play. Yeah. So. Uh, so there's that. But my favorite part of this whole thing. Oh, you can talk about these kids. Yes. Is there's just like these. And I'm assuming they're Barbie's friends. They're like building a sandcastle, and there's just like a girl there, and this one girl's like, "Hey there, little girl, 
want to learn how to build a sandcastle? And I'm like, they're going to steal that child. Well, thankfully, this mother is actually a good mother because they're like, because they're like, hey, look, you want to build a sandcastle? You need some bucket and some water. And yeah, the, come and build the, And the mother's like, we're going to go build a sandcastle in... Uh, By ourselves. You know, in fucking Malibu. Not, okay, we're, yeah, we're, we're, not with you weird fucking kids. I don't know what's going on. We're, we're going inside. We're building a sandcastle inside, honey. That's right. Yeah. So this woman saved her child from a kidnapping because I'm know. pretty sure that they were going to try to kidnap that kid. This is actually uh, the beginning of the movie Us. Oh, yeah. This is 100% the beginning how, of the movie Us. If you've never seen the movie Us, this is how it starts. This is how it starts. <laughs> so the kid wanted to build a sandcastle and then all and, of a sudden and something happens. No, don't do it. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so they get there. Um, I also uh, her dog just runs away. I think she's. I, I would love it if there was a scene where the dog, a panel where the dog just found a bunch of bones, mm-hmm. like it's a bunch of human remains, and they're just like, "Oh, Courtney would love this." And they just <laughs> bring her like a necklace of ears and shells. <laughs> like we found a dead person. <laughs> look, we poked it with a stick for you. Look, we found a femur. So, um, Ken's like, I was just doing CrossFit. Yeah, he's like, hey, Barbie, you know, we wish Courtney was here, but she can't be here. I have an idea. She loves seashells. Let's collect them for her. Let's get a bunch of fucking dirty ass seashells. Yes. And bring them to our friend who is dying of Ebola, die- who has a compromised immune system. She's she's dying. She's dying. So they get them all together, like on the next page. Yeah. Yeah. We have to turn the page. Oh, I'm just I'm just looking at this. Uh, hey, look at this ad. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at this. Uh, the sandcastle has an American flag on top. Very, very patriotic. That's uh, how they lure the small children. That's how they do. It's just like, do you love America? Yeah. And they're like, do you yes. love sand? The kids are like, yes. And, and they're like, they get fucking nab. Yeah, they get napped. <laughs> who doesn't love little? You know who loves little American flags? Children. Well, I mean, all those pictures of kids holding the flags. Yeah. Well, it's always so exciting. You know, when you're a kid and somebody hands you a little something, like a little flag, you're like, oh man, I just got a little flag. I'm so happy. Yeah. That's how you get kidnapped. Oh yeah, the the fluffy's gonna find uh, some child bones somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just like I found the trope. Guys, we need to call the cops. Yeah, it's gonna be like Blood Beach. Blood Beach. Oh man. Blood Beach. Bar- Barbie v Blood Beach. Man, what a fucking shame that that movie is not on anything but VHS. Ken- Ken's out there eating the sand. Uh, a celery sandwich with salt on it. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. So when we were in LA, we went to video uh, flashback video. Flashback video, that museum thing with all the horror VHSs. And they showed a movie called Blood Beach. And I've always wanted to see it because I've seen the cover yeah. of this VHS, which is like a woman literally just standing in a hole with like her arms up and it just says blood beach yeah basically the premise is there's like shit underneath the sand and like santa monica and it's killing and it needs people whatever it's a horror movie so it's just like this old when the santa monica pier was like this trash pile oh yeah god yeah santa monica pier was falling apart in the 70s it was garbage there were no uh amazing but this guy family friendly cantinas oh there wasn't shit there uh except death and there's this guy who lived there He's like the main character, and for some reason, he's in his kitchen having a snack, and that snack is literally a stalk of celery in between two with salt on it in between two pieces of bread, <laughs> which I think is probably my favorite thing I've ever seen. I would love it if she packed a bunch of celery sandwiches. Well, she only brought one orange. So well, Ken's like, I brought celery sandwiches. So <laughs> he probably did. I remember one time I went on a like a it was a summer camp thing, and they did a thing where he went to the beach. And some kid brought a hot dog, but it was like 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 a packaged hot dog. Well, I think they're already cooked. You can't eat them cold. I mean, yeah, but you know. I don't know if you'd want to, but you can. That kid was the fucking star that day. Everybody was like, "Hot dog!" And I was like, "I just had a sandwich." Oh yeah, I always had a sandwich. I always remember that. Did your mom ever? Mine. Whenever we went on field trips, that was the only time I ever got a soda. We didn't do sodas, no. And it was wrapped in tin foil. I don't know why. My mom would wrap our sodas in tinfoil to keep them cold. No, I'm just going to do Didn't work. No. Anyway, so next page. Oh, okay. Barbie. Yes. So these, these, these dummies are looking so for seashells. So they're looking for seashells. They find a bunch of them. I have an idea. We're just going to take these seashells that we just found on the beach that are probably full of, like, animal matter. We're not going to clean them. Real quick. Because you have to fucking bleach these things. Yeah. Real quick. I just want to point out. So they this is, stink. There's this one part where Skipper's talking to this little girl. Did she try to steal another girl? I think I think she's trying to. I think she's trying to teach steal do you with think the tongue twister. Tr- do you think they're trying to steal a girl so Courtney gets better? 
Is it like one of those like Elizabeth Bathory things where she needs to like bathe in the blood of the young? Yes. Yes. Okay. Also, Pizzagate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're it's all it all it's all tied in, guys. Where Barbie just has a stolen ring of children underneath a beach. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones is sitting there fucking screaming about it. bright red. It. Catch him in bed with a He's just abs- seashell. Just so bright red. He can't. <laughs> just, he just has his shirt like, off. I think if Alex Jones was an actor, I think he really should have been an attack of the killer tomatoes. As an actual human tomato? As an actual human tomato. <laughs> no CGI needed. No, it's not needed Just him running all. around going, ah! Yeah, and he turns, screaming. Him and Brock Lesnar turn just oh, red. God damn, that sounds like a good movie. <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Alex Jones as attack in the Killer of Tomatoes, just just running around, ex- just being red on people. Just... Oh yeah, and they're just and they're they're uh, it's, if it's a reboot. Oh, Shane McMahon maybe too. Gets... Anybody who's bright who gets bright red. So it's like <laughs> what it is. It's it's a, an, not a reboot, but it's like the next insta- uh, installment of the franchise. We have human tomato hybrids oh right yeah and that's who they are can we also get uh george clooney back because george clooney did start in return of the attack of the killer tomatoes yeah they all just attack his place in italy oh no oh nice see this is a great movie this is how it goes just just them out of just alex jones brock lesnar and shane mcmahon on a speedboat going towards italy yeah. And they get to the Adriatic Sea and they just crash into George Clooney's <laughs> villa and attack and, 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 and George Clooney has to like fight them off. Yeah. And he becomes somehow becomes somehow becomes Batman again. Oh and yeah. So sure. it's Batman v. Brock Lesnar as tomato. I was just actually thinking he was gonna go more of like because he's a prankster, go more like the home alone route where he was gonna like booby trap his house and it's just them getting like buckets to the face. Oh, I know. As they try to attack, but they also die horribly because well, of the, they, because, because those are, because it's real life. Well, yeah, they're going to die horribly because it's it's a horror movie. God damn it! I like this idea um, a lot. But before that, it's going to be like a you know they they step on a rake like sideshow Bob. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing but rakes on George Clooney's beach, <laughs> and it's just them walking. Uh, 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 just getting, <laughs> All three of them. Just, just, <laughs> And hit the face by rakes for 14 minutes. <laughs> while, while this corrosion plays. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. I'd watch that. Andrew Eldridge, can we get the rights to this to your song? Yeah, Andrew Eldridge just tells us to fuck ourselves. Because <laughs> that's what he does. It just, I think he would just see us coming. He's like, no, fuck you. He's like, no. Out. Off my, off my villa. So they get all these shells, and they're like, so when you collect seashells, you have to clean them. Uh-huh. Or they start to smell. Oh, they didn't clean shit. So they don't clean shit. Also, I don't know how they bore holes in them. It doesn't matter. Like, we need some string. Well, they're all... They use the ba- child's baby teeth. They're like, well, we need to get some string. And Ken's like, I'll go to the store. Ken, uh, Ken's like, Ken's like I'll, I'll, I'm doing CrossFit. I'll fucking... I'll, I'll crab walk to the store. But, uh, <laughs> and they're like, no... I'll ride on my fucking bicycle. And their buddy backwards. is like, so everybody else is like in bathing suits. And there's this one guy who's wearing the baggiest sweater I've ever seen. He's like, you know, my sweater's unraveling. Let's just unravel it some more and use it as string. Here's a sweater I stole from a hobo. And for some reason, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing, wearing it. it I, I'm wearing it. Beach. I'm wearing it at the very hot beach. This dark sweater that I have. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, wait, I can't unravel it my one sweater and then barbie's like wait i have a hair ribbon that my dog has in his mouth so i'm gonna well it's her hair ribbon yeah i know she's like my dog has my hair ribbon in my in her mouth so i'm gonna use this good idea dog how this works i don't know because that hair ribbon's fat as fuck and they're just stringing a necklace but whatever so they string this necklace and then they this is something I've never understood, and I see it in comic books, we see it in movies and stuff. It's when someone's sick and literally every person that they know just sits around and stares at them. So everybody's around her bed, and they're, like, handing her this nasty necklace, like, full of, like, snail parts and shit. Oh, yeah. There's and she's, like... Fucking whale feces. Yeah, and I'm certain <laughs> the kid's tooth is in there. Yeah. There's a bone. There's a finger bone in there. It's there's, not... de- there's, there's definitely, uh, um a baby incisor yeah 100 percent. there are there's children parts in there and and she's like i'm so loved barbie stars in children parts gross yeah so she's like oh man i'm so loved 
the she end. Just, yeah. So then we have like a craft corner with Barbie where she's going to teach you to grill glue shells. <laughs> grill? She's grill. Gonna teach, she's teach you how to grill oysters. How to grill children. Uh, <laughs> She just wanted glue shells to grill children. I don't know. I don't know what she wanted that kid for. She's like, mmm, child arms. She's like, I really love alternate meat sources. Some people really like the Impossible Burger, but I like the child. I like, but I like human, good old human flesh. Good old human flesh. You know, if you always raised ethically. Look, if you fillet flesh, you gotta fillet it the right way because sometimes it gets too fatty. Yeah. So. So I go for kids. Barbie stars in Cannibal Holocaust. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's a mirror and she's like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to glue shells on it. And then she just literally, that's it. It's a step-by-step instruction on how to do it. And And the mirror breaks. In case you wanted to know how to. And then they get seven years bad luck. Make a shell mirror. It's in this book. Yeah, a lot, a lot of warnings in here, though. A lot of warnings. It's like, kids, don't do it yourselves, you fucking idiots. Yeah, ask get your pa- fucking adult. Ask your mother to get you a mirror and so you don't stab yourself. Have her take you to Michael's. Take her to, yes, go to Michael's right now and take this comic with you. What? You don't, it's you'll actually, get a mirror and you'll die. I'm actually a little bit surprised because it's like, Barbie is just telling you to glue seashells directly onto a mirror. Yeah, ruin a mirror. Instead of just like, hey, go buy a mirror with a plain frame and glue shit to the frame. No, glue it to like, the glue mirror. Glue it to the fucking glass. You're like, okay, all right, Barbie, calm down. Ruin a perfectly good mirror. With dirty ass seashells. Also, use what looks like teeth. Elmer's glue to hold it on. <laughs> yes, use Elmer's glue. You use Gorilla Glue. It, it says sturdy glue, but like the picture they drew just looks like Elmer's glue. Here's what you do: take take this take this Gorilla Glue, put it on the mirror, and stick your face on the mirror. Yeah. And now you have the mirror permanently attached to your face, and then go see some jazz. Yeah. That's uh. That's it. That's that, Barbie. That's it. That's how it ends. Oh, you even get a seashell quiz. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this shit. I don't want to do this. No, I don't care. So, uh, would you read this next issue? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't really dived, dove into all the Barbies, but I do remember reading that one first. I think it was because we were trying to find a Barbie to read. Yeah. And that was one of them. So, yeah, I Summer do remember Barbie. that one. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, well, happy summer, guys. Yeah. Get ready for summer. Ooh, summer. <laughs> so, we're going to actually try to find a few more summer books to do, I guess. Some stuff summer related. Yeah. Uh, I've already picked out a few that uh, I kind of like. So, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Angry Hero Sean. And I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the show on Facebook, Worst Collection Ever, and email the show at worstcollectionever at gmail.com. And of course, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you get this podcast and tell your friends. We would really appreciate that. So thanks for listening, folks, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.